Hello and welcome to The Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we will, well, we talk about DS9 in our regular episodes and now we're still talking about Star Trek. My name is Wade Bowen. With me as always is James Nolan. Hello. And Hugh Crawford. Hello. And we're just going to take a quick detour here to talk about something that I went to this weekend. It's the Star Trek Mission New York, 50th anniversary, blah, 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 50 years of Star Trek. Woo! Oh, everybody loves it. It's great. <laughs> Everybody's happy about it. Yeah, it was so good that I got to go, blah, blah, blah. I'm so sad that you and Hugh, James and Hugh, did not get to go. We did not get to go. I'm pretty sad about it. I, you, missed, you met Nana Visitor, right? Uh, I did not meet Nana Visitor. Oh, well, you, you were in the same room as her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, notice we said Nana. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> Uh, we've been pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. I feel like most people pronounce it wrong. I've heard it mentioned, but other people say it before. And Jordan Hoffman brought it up when they did the DS9 reunion panel. It's Nana, right? It's like, yeah, well, that's how I like people. I like, well, apparently at the beginning of DS9, Avery Brooks or Mr. Brooks, as they all referred to him, (laughs) asked everyone on the cast how they like their name to be pronounced. And Nana was like, well, I, everybody calls me Nana all the time, but I I prefer to be called the way that my mom pronounces my name, you know, because my mom is French. Okay, so Mr. Brooks made sure everybody got their names pronounced right off the bat. I can see that they have a, I mean, if you want to go through it, some of it is pretty hard to pronounce. There's Nana Visitor. There's Renee, I'm going to say Abershinois. Did we get... Yeah, except that's also wrong. Also, okay, I I always suspected that one. Yeah, Rene Aubergenois. Aubergenois. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's even more fun. My my lips get to do all more fun things. With Aubert, yeah, Aubergeron. yeah. Like Stephen Colbert, Aubert. Oh, yes. Oh, Bergeron. Okay, and then and then at the time, Sadig El Fadil. That might be right. Actually, nobody talked about him. So I mean, they, <laughs> he was not at the convention. Yeah, no one liked Alexander Sadig. No, I mean everybody seems to be fine with. It. Everybody said they loved the whole cast. Make sure he just wasn't there. I don't know. Well, he's got other stuff going on, and then who knows? Yeah. Well, listen, quite frankly, nobody wants to talk about somebody's ex-husband <laughs> when they're sharing a panel with him. <laughs> Yes. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Were they ever married? But they have a kid, and they're probably all right. They have to deal with a kid. I don't know. That was not covered at the convention. I don't know, but it would have been. I could have seen it been tedious. You know, no one. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Right. It also did not come up in the question and answer portion. I can't it's, say anything. About it. It's like it's like a Christmas morning when my mom is at the same in the same room as my dad. It's very weird. So. Oh, yeah. Wade, let's go. Uh, I want to know right off the top about your most awkward celebrity encounter during the, the course of the of the convention. <laughs> well, most of the time I didn't I didn't pay 50 bucks to get an autograph. I kind of wish I had. Or I was even told by friends that I ran into at the convention were like, oh, you don't even have to pay. just go up and say because Armin Shimmerman is the coolest motherfucker in the world. As we always suspected, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. But apparently, like, oh, if he's if you just up, go up and say hi to him, he's gonna be fine. Even if you don't want to pay to get his autograph, he he's all. And of course, you didn't you didn't want to big time it. Hello, I'm the host of the second leading Deep Space Nine podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, and also sometimes we talk shit about the. Wait, he didn't know who you were. 
yeah, yeah. The, do you know who I am? I have a. Right. I won't say I have an unpopular podcast. Yeah. We have an up and coming podcast. <laughs> yeah, I have a podcast, and they love that. Right. That that gets those Hollywood types to really <laughs> stop what they're doing, sit down, and say, "Oh, let me go on." Yeah, they really want to so, work with you. But also, I didn't also want to go up. It's like, oh, I actually would have liked to meet Armin Shimmerman or Renee. Aubert <laughs> but you know, and I'm I'm intimidated because I don't know if they did listen, which I would love if they did. If you want to listen, if you please do, but don't hate me after you listen to us. <laughs> well, we, we, we I like talk. all the actors. I yeah. even like Terry Farrell, and who was very prominent at the con. Yeah, she's a she's a con fan now. I mean, right? I mean, she's she's, not, she's making the rounds. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's not the Jerry Ryan type or one of those that sort of stay away. Like she. Well, yeah. She she works these conventions now. Jerry Ryan, I think, was even at the St. Louis. I mean, St. Louis. You didn't go. I, w- I would have totally got. I would. I mean, at this, <laughs> the Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, no, the Las yeah. Vegas convention. I think Jerry Ryan was there. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I bet Terry Farrell's at both. Terry Farrell. Terry Farrell, <laughs> really? I don't care that we've been pronouncing her name. I mean, Terry I do, Farrell. I do. I'm sorry, Terry. But they, everyone said it, Terry Farrell. But we've been making these. Well, it's clearly a- Terry Farrell jokes all the time. <laughs> So I don't. Oh well, this whole time we've been seeing Terry. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> we've been calling her Dax addiction the whole time. <laughs> I will say that we are mispronouncing her name as Joe. <laughs> right. So yeah. I don't mind doing that. Exactly. I have been trying to pronounce Renee Aubergeois' last name correctly for twenty years. Terry. <laughs> I. Yes. Yes. Since a young child watching Benson. <laughs> yeah. But Terry, I assumed her name was Terry Farrell, but I like that it's. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She she was doing yeah, I mean I went to the DS9 reunion panel which had everyone except Cole Meany, Alexander Sadiq and Avery Brooks has no time for this shit apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well th- I saw he was invited he was invited to the convention but yeah. he's just like no, I'm not even though he teaches at Rutgers. Yeah, and Cole Meany and and Alexander Sadiq work. I mean, they still like you right. can still see them and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't. Right. I, I think that maybe this is a sort of a, a playground of the not working sort of type. Yeah. Well, here's here. Let's not say that. Let's see that they're making a deliberate. Uh, they're probably making a deliberate choice because whenever you can meet somebody and get fifty five bucks a minute. That's true. You yeah, know, no, no, that's true. Yeah. They're making a deliberate choice to do this circuit because it's very lucrative and it's really easy, I would imagine. Yes. If you're an outgoing person. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure they're doing art in other ways that rewards them. Fulfills them like, to so, some extent. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I'm sure that I mean they all want to be working like I went to the enterprise panel and those guys were like we got fired <laughs> when they were asked like what advice would you want from for the people in the new Star Trek Discovery show like they're like that was a panel full of bros <laughs> there's no women on stage and they were just like what you mean those assholes got a, that got her old jobs fuck them and you know and it was highly entertaining but everybody else everybody in this whole thing all the actors I mean any actor just wants to keep working yeah, I mean, they, like, I don't think that I can't name a work that I've ever seen Meriwether, Trip, whatever that British guy's name was. Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. I mean, they, you don't, I mean, you see flocks and stuff. Obviously, uh, who was also there? John Billingsley. Who's Scott Bakula? Bakula? Yeah, Scott Bakula has now totally reworked his career to now he's actually doing like HBO, like sort of premium stuff. Always as an older homosexual, it seems. But nonetheless, huh. that's, his, that's his thing. He's worked it it's working well for him and and he's getting work but like the rest of them i've never seen any of them do anything ever even like a i mean i'm sure they're on like the odd jag 
or NCIS or something every now and then. But <laughs> is Jag still on the air? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's been off the air for 20 years. Murder She Wrote. They're still doing the occasional murder. <laughs> she wrote. Wait, 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 wait. Jag is not something my dad watches. He probably does in syndication, James. Oh, okay. I didn't. I don't know. I don't keep track of these. Th- I mean, I watch some Law and Order, but that's I about think it. Every time a character gets a phone call and Jag, they're at their desk. <laughs> I think that's. I don't think you see them walking around with iPhone sevens. <laughs> they have to be. Well, okay, okay. Like whatever's the new Jag suits. Is that still a thing? Okay. Yes, is, I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. They're at least using flip phones and suits. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. But yeah, I so mean, yes, I think that probably there were some great hey, I saw Bruce Greenwood and Peter Weller. Well Bruce Greenwood? And, uh, nice. Well, Bruce Greenwood was there? Yes. I love Bruce Greenwood. They were the only Greenwood and Peter Weller were the only actors representing the new JJ films. Oh really? Peter Weller was Robocop. I know. Oh, they talked That's about great. Yeah, I know. I was like, okay. holy shit, Robocop's here. Okay. It, and they were great. I mean, that was a great panel. I wish I could tell you everything about it, but I don't remember. Yeah. And I'm sure you saw you saw Shatner again, right? Yes. But oh, oh, you asked me who my favorite encounter actually yeah, celebrity. It was yeah, it's my favorite celebrity encounter of someone who still works. I passed LeVar Burton on the way to the restroom. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we made eye contact, or I tried to make eye contact. I tried like, to make visor contact. Oh my god, it's 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 Lavar Burton, and my eyes lit up, and I I I felt like an inner. I just felt a light just glow inside of me, and he was not having any of it. <laughs> and I don't I don't blame him. He was trying to. He's just going to take a piss. He's he he's been to enough of these conventions that he knows not to look anybody in the eye because they're going to try and stop him and stop. Right. And I just like, oh my god, it's Lavar Burton, and then yeah. I kept walking. <laughs> With a glow inside of me and let him go to the bathroom. And he saw that I saw him, I think, because he never actually looked in my eyes. And he's he was all busy. Like, I, I ain't got time for this. Yeah. I just got to go pee. <laughs> but I, hey, no, totally. I understand, <laughs> Mr. Burton. But I was like, oh, my God. I just passed the first. Because I, I was skipping bathroom to bathroom because I didn't want to go in these crowded bathrooms. And I finally got to one that didn't seem crowded. And then LeVar Burton passed. Am I right on this? There's a community about this, right? Am I right? There's so a community was... episode where Troy meets LeVar Burton and, and loses his shit, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I, oh, yes. that episode crossed my mind this weekend. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, man, I almost totally troyed out on him. And whereas in that episode, he's like very, uh, he's game for it. I felt like, you know what? I wouldn't even be the first person to say, I feel like I'm Troy from the community. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know. I've heard that 300 times already. Well, you know what? Uh, I okay. think if you actually did, he's been to those, his Shields are up at those things for so long. Exactly. But I think if you actually said, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Burton, I'd just like to thank you for all the important work that you continue to do on Reading Rainbow. It really means a lot. I think if you said that, that would probably, and just like thank him for his contribution or whatever, that would probably be disarming enough and sincere enough that you wouldn't get, you know, security called on you. Oh, no, no. I think you're right, except when I saw him, he was like, just, I just want to take a piss, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 He was on his way. We were in the bathroom going by each other. It's like, I I get that, yeah, I'm gracious, thank you, but really, I just want to pee. Right, right. No, you 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 did the right move. I'm just saying that, like, if if there was something to say that would probably not get you completely embarrassed, probably like going zigging when he thinks you're going to zag, probably do it. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what are the other highlights yeah. or top top moments from the? Uh, oh, then the Voyager panel was, you know, I'll shit talk Voyager all day. Yeah, I, fuck I, Voyager. No DS9. 
But at the same time, that cast is very entertaining. Brandon Braga, who I will definitely shit talk, whatever. I won't do that. But uh, Kate Mulgrew was there. Got, so know. Kate Mulgrew was there. She's a git. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, yeah. Who else was there from Voyager? She's the only captain besides Shatner that was there, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. They couldn't pull Bacula? I mean, I like he's working again. I said all that, but they couldn't pull yeah, Bacula. No, Bacula, Bacula is not, he's not very, well, everything I've seen with Bacula, he's, he's, he's not in good terms with his Star Trek fandom. Is that what you're saying? He's like, yeah, he, he's like, oh, I didn't do a great job. I'm not the best captain, the writing, whatever. I don't know. He's like, um, he, he made it to the Las Vegas thing, I think they had, maybe, but he's too right. hard on himself. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. And then Kate Mulgrew was giving Brandon Braga the business a little bit. Good-natured, but she was like, threshold. She was like, what does it deal with the copulating lizards episode? <laughs> so, yeah. Torres was there. Paris was there. Oh, okay. Neelix was there. It, you know, you know all their names. I am i can't remember. Was the doctor there? Names, uh, but uh, he was, yeah. Picard, Rob, yeah Rob, Picardo was there. And Brandon Braga and uh, Kate Mulgrew. Now, the story is they actually deeply hate each other right or they did at the end of voyager i I mean she she was she was having fun with it i mean they're she's on good terms with everybody now she turned it into a show i mean she did you know yeah and she apologized no one wants to be the bitter bitch that came to the to the forum but right yeah yeah i mean she apologized uh every she's like i mean i was never difficult on set was i and everybody laughs because you know whatever but and you know everybody Everybody was cordial. It was it was a fun panel, but and she you know she was throwing shade at him a little bit, but they're on good. You know, she's like, oh, I liked you at the beginning of the show. But <laughs> well, you know, she she won in the end. If you look at her like iconic performances, red and a, a really important television show that's successful now. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. Can, yeah, she can come back as the the clear winner. I mean, even she did even, the- even Patrick Stewart would have to be like do, like yes, I'm doing Frank talk now. You know, <laughs> you go from Captain Picard to Frank Talk. It's not exactly like you're you're on the second best Jonathan Ames TV show now. <laughs> so let's not. Let's not. So I mean, she clearly won. She has a little bit. She can come back and kind of get yeah. into business. And, yeah. And not only that, but she seems to have done something that I'm going to assume is like like quite the black swan of a of a female actress is that she got old got old in all of the ways that that means. And I mean, she's not like a hot old. She's just, she's an older lady Mm -hmm. and she's now getting work that embraces that. That's got dynamic. She's got a dynamic performance, multi-layer performance in that sort of capacity as herself. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not having to play, you know, like, no. So, I mean, it works. And so I think that she, she won the Hollywood gamble that all actresses, you know, strive for, which is to, you know, get work in their, well, I don't know. Is she in her sixties? Maybe late fifties. Let's let's be yeah. you know. Let her, let her be yeah, the late like 50s. let's not talk about a lady's age. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> she got work back when women don't get work. I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, so. Every, yeah, and you know what? The fans. I went to this building, the best crew panel, and I went I to a DS Nine versus. Pat, DS9 versus uh, Voyager Fan Bros, which is a, another podcast. Which the Black Tribbles is another podcast. They were doing um, a whole kind of you know competition between all what is the best Star Trek series, and the f- people love Voyager and they're loud and obnoxious about it. And they make the emotional fight. That's my contention because in the developing the best panel, um, one track mind thing that Jordan Hoffman does. 
Janeway got captain again, as she did. And then when they did it the last time, Janeway was also also the best captain that they picked for their crew. Because, and I can't fault like girls, little girls that grew up watching Voyager and said, oh, I can do anything now because I've seen this female captain. I can't discount that. But you know what? She's not the best captain. I'm sorry, Cisco. <laughs> but anyways, it's an emotional. But you know, I don't want to fight the emotional people that have that investment in it. And people make that with Voyager. I feel like we. I feel like we could have had that emotional argument too. But uh, a lot, of, a lot of young black guys didn't grow up watching Star Trek. Well, I don't. We don't know that. No, there, there did. There were. We don't know. But I'm just gonna. I'm just. I, I mean, mean, oh, the fan, no, the panel I talked to. That I mean, the what is the best show panel that I went to? Fan Bros. And Black Tribbles are podcasts just full of black nerds. There oh, wasn't okay. a white guy. Okay, on stage, okay, yeah. okay. So that was stereotyping on my part, and I apologize. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, if you have to assume, if there's one sort of cross segment of of people that aren't going to watch there, Star Trek, Strom Thurmond. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's one, uh, yes, <laughs> is it going to watch Star Trek in the mid '90s? But I mean, you're right. You're totally right. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. Uh, all right, all right, Strom. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, Senator. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, well, they would because he had fucking Avery Brooks on there, man. I mean, that's that's true. You you yeah. see, Avery Brooks doesn't talk about it a whole lot, but especially in that lately. But I mean, his whole thing is about having young. He, his whole thing was like, oh, we need to get brown people and you know black people in space, and he was all. He was totally on board with the whole like, yeah, that's why I'm doing this to see. I mean, that's I mean, that's what Star Trek is about. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, re- diversity. And, you know. Yeah. So, of course. It, yeah. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about. I wanted to ask you about the, the reading of was it Star Trek four? Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? I did. I did. Uh, Terry Farrell was in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as who? As like uh, throwaway parts, the president of the Federation and oh. somebody else. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Mary Stuart Masterson was James D. Kirk. Which lead a lot of led a lot of people on Twitter to speculate that she might have something to do with yeah discovery. But, discovery, but that doesn't seem. But when you look at it a little bit, this happened in New York, and I listen to a lot of PRI selected shorts mm-hmm. where they get like New York based actors to read short stories on public radio. Yeah, and yeah. you know she does that, and I think it's just because she's a working actor in New York. Yeah. Oh, this live read had nothing to do with Brian Fuller or anything to do with Discovery. It was like, who was at the convention? And for some reason, I guess they just, oh, wait, Mary Stuart Masterson is willing to do this and she's I, in New York. We'll get I her. Think, but, but, but can we, we, let's lay some groundwork that it makes more, I mean, there is no external proof that this is the truth, but it does make some kind of internal sense. Because she is like sort of an old, she's a celebrity that we remember from an earlier age. You can bring her in as sort of a, like that's sort of the MO. They do, they're doing that a lot lately where they're trying to salvage these 90s careers. Yeah, but. Uh, to, to bring a fresh face, but also a face that you remember. Yeah. So. A la Christian Slater and. and, and uh, Mr. Robot. Christian Robot. Slater and Mr. Robot. You have uh, Jennifer Jason Lee and, and Hateful Eight. I mean. Right. But, well, but the, my whole thing is she, the organization and who, who put together this reading of Star Trek 4 was totally unaffiliated with anything to do with the new Star Trek. So there's no reason to read into it. Other than Mary Stuart Masterson was walking around a Star Trek convention. Yeah, but they had, the guy that put it together was one of the guys that wrote uh, Star Trek The 50-Year Voyage. Mark Altman, I think. I can't remember. It's like, I think that's, I don't know. 
uh, if that's wrong, I'll take it out. And he was he was like, oh, we talked about, we got all these casting. They cast it themselves. They didn't cast it through CBS, mm-hmm. even though the convention is convinced. Right. I have no reason to read anything into her being involved in the Star Trek convention to have anything to do with her being in the show. And also... It'd still be cool to see her pop up, though, like as an like her admiral that is on first oh she might be in the show but and we also know that the new show is not going to feed the captain is not going to be the main not going to be the main character so you have to okay that that's a good segue into what you figured what you learned what what was dropped on the new star trek oh um uh, um, really absolutely nothing honestly (laughs) (laughs) is it why do you think that is that the new york convention didn't get the sort of didn't get any nuggets to i I don't know it's less industry i mean right i mean the 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 las vegas one was a los angeles one. yeah well and and so you probably had more industry there and creation entertainment that's been doing the uh, las vegas one has been doing that convention for years and years and that is the premier Star Trek convention. So yeah. they've already built up this convention with CBS realizing that they have a show and that they are the um, shepherds of Star Trek on television and they want to have the show do well. And so that they kind of pushed up and they own all the TV rights and everything. So a lot of it felt like CBS pushing for the new show even. And also it's the 50th year anniversary and the first Star Trek convention was held in New York. So it is they were trying to sell it as a return to home for the from the original convention, and it was to an extent. But at the same time, it wasn't really as big as the Las Vegas 50 Creation Entertainment one. But Star Trek missions or whatever, uh, they they did a it was a fun convention. I won't yeah. I don't want to denigrate anything that they did, but yeah. So we gonna I mean I guess this is a segue to we are we are deeply interested in Discovery, and that will probably be something that we 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 try to follow up more and more on. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. There was the one the one thing there was a round of questions from the audience and someone asked if there would be a Muslim member of the crew and the it was Nick Meyer and Kirsten Beyer on the panel who are both writers on the show Kirsten Beyer also is going to be in that the big bombshell was that she's in charge of she's the admiral of the relationship between the books and the movie and the TV show going oh, on. So she's so, the Kathleen Kennedy of the Star Trek universe now. Right. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Okay. Cause she, she got on the show because she's been writing Voyager novels for years and bless her heart. I know. Well, she, she's one of those people that saw Janeway and really got into it. Uh-huh. And so she was writing those and now she's in charge of, she got the contract to do the Voyager relaunch that Simon and Schuster was behind because Simon, Simon and Schuster has actually had the rights to Star Trek novels for basically the longest yeah. time anyone's ever had the rights to a property. They release one a month. I mean, yeah. And they've been, and she's been doing that for a while. Because it's like printing money. Yeah, yeah exactly. For like 30 years, it was like printing yeah, every- money. Yeah, and Kirsten Beyer is in charge of that, but also she writes for the show. Okay. Someone in the audience, when they did the question, asked, would there be a Muslim member of the crew? And they can't, they couldn't answer a lot of questions. And they got quiet and they, they joked around, oh, we can't answer that. But then she said, well, diversity in Star Trek is more than just race and orientation. It's also diversity of thought and ideas. So... That was the big takeaway for what might be going on in the show for me. Which led me to ask the question to you on Twitter or whatever. Has, have we ever seen a religious preference from any Terran on the show? From a Terran? No. But we have yeah. from Kira Norris and the Bajorans. Sure, and, sure. And we also and know that... Kling, and Klingons and... And Klingons. You know, yeah. Other than Kirk 
telling the Klingons, go to the devil. <laughs> go to the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, wait, no. What would God need with a starship? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we also know that this cast is going to be more diverse than the original series. I think I think that's been kind of played out there as far sure. as aliens and other organisms, and also and also there will be robots. That was said. What Brian Fuller at one point said there will be robots. That bothers me. Yeah, that bothers me. That makes data. That, yeah, that makes data importance less. Well, we don't no, know what no, kind no. of robots. They might not be totally intelligent. Oh, super, you know, he, androids. He didn't say androids. I guess he said robots. Part of him has got a logical reason for doing that is because we, you know, we kind of almost are on the verge of living with robots like now. Right. I mean, yeah, our boss Alexa around all the <laughs> right. time. Yeah. And and the sh- yeah, I mean, if I had to guess the new show will it's going to it's re they, they said three R's. I forgot what they were. Reimagine, reinvigorate and read something else. Uh but I feel like it's going to be a little bit... Wait, 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 wait. Are they being run by, like, a corporate synergy, like, conference committee? Like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, maybe I just heard three R's and thought that would that somebody put that in a memo. Or maybe they just said three R's. Yeah, I don't remember. It sounds like a kids-in-a-hall businessman sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Half of this sounds like the, the creators, like they've given it over to powerful creators making a powerful show. And then half of it sounds like it's like CBS's corporate board. Yes. And so, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still ambivalent. Yeah. But I'm still largely, I'm trusting. I'm very forgetful. Right. I mean, Brian Fuller was a great choice. Yeah. And Nicholas Meyer is like the best curmudgeon. Like he doesn't. Yes. Everybody's like, oh my God, they got Nicholas Meyer. It's going to be good now because he saves Star Trek. Nicholas Meyer doesn't give a fuck about Star Trek. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he, he cares about telling a good story. And, you know, he can quote Henry James or Nabokov mm-hmm. or any classics or or also, he knows he knows Sherlock Holmes out his ass you know but uh, and if he was he, super talented he would have probably found a way to have done something noteworthy in the last 30 years but ooh, I mean not, right. I'm not trying to like but I love Nicholas Myers with the four movies that I've seen that he's wrote I think they're great that I know that he wrote or the others I don't know which he, ones did he write what let's what did he write he wrote time after time which is great yes that's he wrote, right he wrote the 2% solution which is great he wrote, um, which I think I'm like I'm the only person in the world that's seen. Obviously, Rathacon and then uh, which he wrote in like twelve days. He talked about like yeah, he doesn't remember. So. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Voyage Home. He wrote half of maybe. Oh yeah, he did write Voyage Home. So five, four and a half movies. Yeah, <laughs> and then Star Trek Six on Discovery Country. Yeah. So I mean, I like I like all those movies. <laughs> so I no, no no knock on him, but. I, I do have to say that one thing that we know for sure is probably the female is or that the lead is a female under captain or a, yeah she's she's like, the second uh, she's a number one yeah a number one and she's a female and that it is not do we know that absolutely that it's not Major Barrett's role from the uh, from the pilot. No, we don't know. We don't know anything other than uh, it theoretically Ma- could be Major Barrett. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I was I'm so, still hoping that they get like a a person of color. Like they've been yeah, talking yeah, to yeah. Maid uh, Jemison, is that her name? The astronaut first. Uh, oh sure, yeah. African American female astronaut. No, she was, and when but, I'm saying uh, that Mary Mary Stuart Masterson, I'm thinking Mary Stuart Masterson may be the captain that dies in the episode two. Right, that's or, what I was thinking yeah. too. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think she was lead. Like, and that would be a great stunt. Candidate. She'd be fine, but I have no reason to believe that she's involved at all. I think it would be a total coincidence if she were involved in the show. I don't think her being at the convention has shit to do with the new show. 
Because if it were, she oh. would not be at the convention. She'd be out in L.A., honestly. Well, they're not shooting it yet, right? They haven't even cast no, it. No, they're getting ready to. Yeah, they haven't even really cast it. So or now, really good. They might have cast it, but they haven't announced it. You know, one yeah. of the, I mean, there's also there, there's the nuts and bolts thing of this with CBS's streaming service that makes me a little nervous. Because they're having, they're having everybody's nervous. Yeah, they're having mm-hmm. the uh, the commercials for like six bucks a month, and then no commercials for ten bucks a month. But there's still some commercials for ten bucks. A, like it, <laughs> it turns out, so like if even if you knock this out of the park with a two hour premiere that every like that every old person can see over the air TV, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm afraid of a drop off. I think the 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 fact that it's a, going to be a self contained storyline, you know, for the first season leaves it open ended for them to just drop it if if nobody's buying the streaming service. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, you're right. But they've also, they've already made up on the back end through selling the international rights, honestly. And they've put too much money into this to only keep it to one season. Well, well you don't know. I mean, you don't know. I mean, they, so they're banking. Worst comes to worst, that they'll just dump it on TV if, if, or what? It could be a true... It could be a true detective season two level disaster. Yeah, I think they had to get to season two before they get to that disaster. Well, I'm just I'm worried that that there's not going to be enough interest, paying interest. Yeah, no, that's the concern. I do think that they're they could royally fuck it up. But and that but like that's Brian Fuller's mo is that he has an audience. He just his audience never pays. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, so that I mean that was like I mean. Everybody, well, everybody in the world was watching Hannibal. Nobody, but no, no one well, was watching Hannibal. Like, no, well, everybody, no critics were watching Hannibal. People were no, watching no, no, Hannibal. no, 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 no. It had high download rates. It was yeah, like, yeah, it was. A, it was a subject of a lot of con- like people watched Hannibal. They just they watched Hannibal through BitTorrent. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, yeah. At least Game of Thrones has a a good a good house where they give things patience, they let things nurture, but also they're pulling down numbers too. Right. There, I mean, yeah. tons of people are are, are 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 stealing it, but but people are watching yeah. it too. We could we could do a whole other podcast on Star Trek Discovery. All right. But that yeah. the, the I've basically <laughs> covered everything from the convention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is, is there anything any final thoughts about is this is the first is this the first Star Trek con that you've ever been to? It is actually, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the culture or oh, yeah. just like your experience overall? Uh, hey, y'all should come next year. It's more fun probably if I go with the crew. Oh, we, but, uh, we will burn it. We will burn it yeah. up next year. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean it was a good time. It was good good time, good panels or whatever. Uh yeah. That's fair. Uh, it would have been you were doing it alone, so you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I you know, see. I ran into people I knew and everything, which is fun. And it's nice to see, and everybody's, fr- you know, it's a community you of ran nerds. Into fans too. Didn't yeah, you? yeah. I, you know, I just see people online, and we just talk, start talking about nerd shit, and you know, like, and everybody's on board, shared. No, there's shared language, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, but now I'm saying that you you ran into uh, some of our fans. Oh, we ran. I ran into a couple. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And I knew there were several more that were tweeting at me during the convention. Um, so, yeah, we have... Shout so out keep, to all yeah, 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 keep at it. Keep at it. All right. You know who so you are. I can't cool. remember. You know who you are. <laughs> and I would bring you up, but we don't have time. And and I love you, um, but yeah, not we, in a weird we, way. We love you. Keep uh, listening. Uh, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll bring you up when we open the Patreon. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no. Um, no. So... That's good. Okay, so I'm, uh, it was pretty great. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty great. All right. 
Yeah. One day, we, I think we should probably do a podcast on that all-star panel crap, but I don't want to do it here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you didn't like that. I didn't like any of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, with Hugh on, the, I mean, on Hugh on this, Tom Paris as Helmsman, the, he's the fifth. All he's right. the fifth best. But anyway, yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right. DS9 doesn't even have a helm, yeah. but we could get somebody else. For, yeah. Data was a Helmsman, motherfucker. But okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's enough for this mini episode. Thanks, Wade, for going and reporting on that. And for the three of us at the Rules of Acquisition, 3D Beam out. <laughs> Did you know that some Deep Space Nine podcasts have more reviews than us on iTunes? Doesn't that piss you off? Please review us on iTunes. We need to feel loved sometimes. Please follow us on Twitter at AcquisitionPod. And on Tumblr at the Rules of AcquisitionPodcast.tumblr.com. TV, you complete me.